0: people swear there's no beauty left in the world no magic oh
1: come on we've got to do something to get you out of your new year's eve funk.
0: then how do you explain the entire
1: world coming together on one night new year's eve bro we're doing something to celebrate the hope of a new year my new year's resolutions if you can make these come true by midnight you get these take a step, party you called the right guy is that your New Year's dress? It's just something I'm working on for a rainy day. You should wear it tonight. I mean, New Year's is
0: the worst night of all to go People who don't drink, let party all year, suddenly going all Kanye on you. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I met a girl, and she was extraordinary.
1: My water just broke. All of it? You look beautiful.
0: I've been plotting that slap for years. It wasn't nearly as satisfying as I thought it would be. That was closer. Good one. This is the biggest night of my career, and if I screw this up, you won't. The countdown begins. Let's do it! So, what do you think? Somebody's gonna have a
1: happy new year. Resolution number 2 be E-amazed. Are you amazed? Check.
0: Who are you gonna kiss at midnight?
1: So you went out for a slice of pizza, right? And you may have just run into the one. You know what that's called? Insanity. Serendipity. You don't mess with serendipity. That's what New Year's is all about. Is it New Year's Eve? Is it?
0: So raise your if you are
1: Hello and welcome to a very merry, iconic podcast. I'm Danny Pellegrino.
0: I'm Jenna Brister.
1: How you doing, Jenna?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you doing, Danny?
1: I'm great. And we weren't going to do any more episodes, and then we did two more.
0: Can't stop, won't stop.
1: <laughs> we are addicted.
0: Back by popular demand, there are I think at least 18 comments on our social saying please do more and so we are we have we to are. give the people what
1: they want That's what we do Maybe not holidays. what they need but what they want <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly exactly
1: <laughs> i want to encourage everyone to listen to our interview with alec guinness I'm sorry, Alec Gillis, uh, who we did uh, an episode with last week, and Mm -hmm. we chatted about some of the special effects he did. And I found it a very interesting conversation. So if people were maybe unsure of what that was, I hope you go listen, because it was so fascinating. He did the practical effects. So he did the uh, fat suit for Mm -hmm. the Santa Claus movies and a lot of um, other great stuff.
0: Jumanji, the alien movies. like He's had a 40-year career in effects, but it was very cool. And he has some good Tim Allen anecdotes. Right. He also did Death
1: Becomes Her, which I love. yes. I love it. So it was... It was so fun chatting with him. So yeah, and that, his daughter
0: was here, too. She's a big fan of uh, Everything Iconic. We love her. So that's how she found us. But
1: Yeah, it was so fun chatting. And uh, today we're going to be talking about New Year's Eve. Not necessarily a Christmas movie, but it's a holiday movie nonetheless.
0: Yes. Uh, the last standby. I think the only one of its kind. <laughs> well, not really, because Gary Marshall makes all these, like, oh, let's get 25 A-listers and shove them into a right. a movie.
1: This was sort of the part of the trilogy of <laughs> Valentine's Day. New Year's Eve and Mother's Day.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it was right.
1: all those movies where it was just, like, throw anyone who will say yes. Yes. And put them in. They'll have five minutes of screen time. Yeah. And this one is wild. I rem- I saw this in theaters, by the way. Okay. Like, I literally <laughs> saw it with my friend Michael Ross. And we laughed so hard by the end. I think I might have told this on the show before, but it's written by a woman named Catherine Fagat. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the movie, when the credits were rolling, we said to each other, Catherine forgot to write a script. <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> because <But laughs> it was just so like true. a bunch of random shit put together. Yes. But also, I want to say that I cry at the end. Yeah. When I watch it,
0: I cried also, but I said at least 28 times throughout the first act, I was like, what's happening now? I, I was like, wait, what's happening now? Robert De Niro is bedridden and his dying wish is to see the ball drop. Like, what has happened? Why is Halle Berry the hottest nurse ever? It was amazing. Yeah.
1: And Cameo we, Spectacular. We were talking before we started recording that it's really funny because like the characters don't match the actors in these no. movies. So it's always like the most random people paired together that you're like, wait a minute. So Michelle Pfeiffer and Zach Efron are the love interests with each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, what's going on?
1: And then it's like you said Halle Jessica Berry Beal. and Robert De Niro.
0: And Jessica Beale and Seth
1: Myers bonkers. Uh Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you Start singing in an elevator. Yeah. Very. There was no ca- no chemistry test. I believe there was no on screen chem test. It was like, are you free Thursday at noon? Great. Robert
1: De Niro. Leah Michelle's in. in Glee. Get her on set. Yes. And I also want to mention this is our second Leah Michelle film, mm-hmm, which is important to note. I didn't realize that when we were starting this podcast <laughs> and only doing eight episodes that we would do two of them dedicated to Leah With- Michelle performances. But yes. here we are.
0: Yes, here we are. There were a couple. <laughs> Moments too, where there were so many cameos, I found myself looking them up. Which so Josh Duhamel is in it. We right. meet him, and he's the best man. Is that Joey McIntyre? of Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block. Jo- okay, on the block. He's okay. like
1: his brother or brother-in-law yeah. in the beginning of the film. Yeah, and. Josh Duhamel, or however you say his last name, he is one of the sexiest people of all time. Agreed. Like, I'm very attracted to him. And Mm -hmm. if nobody's checked it out, be sure to Google his nudes. You can Mm -hmm. see his full frontal. Oh, nice! (laughs) He did very artsy nudes in the 90s. Is
0: he single now? I think he might be. he
1: was with Fergie. He has a child with Fergie. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they split. Who do you think is the sexiest person in this film? Because I was staring at the poster. The poster is all of these people. And I was trying to think, like, who's the hottest... I guess for the hottest male, I think that Josh Duhamel is better looking than Zac Efron. I'll I think, say it.
0: I think so too. I don't usually go younger, but I did gasp when I saw Zac Efron. So I was like, "Oh yes!" And he's also this womanizer person mm. in this. But you said it was because he's he was also going through. I his think this was his drug, drug phase. phase <laughs> which everyone so. has one. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Ashton looked like crap, and I actually have a story about Ashton circa this Please. movie. It was came out in two thousand eleven, and I identify the most. Like, I think Josh is the hottest, but I identify with Ashton Kutcher being like ripping down the decos. Oh, right. He's just schlubby in his pajamas. I was like, this is this is who I feel like. Um, and I had met him, I think probably when, around the time he was shooting this. He was also shooting 2&F Men, and he just got his divorce. A rough time for Ashton. Yeah. It was at the Warner sure. Brothers lot, and he like, looked like this. You know, he had like disheveled. dad bod, disheveled. Disheveled. Um, also he shoots the entire movie in his pajamas and Robert De Niro shoots the whole
1: thing in a hospital bed. I mean that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. I think for Valentine's Day Julia Roberts like gave them 3 hours or something. <laughs> And she's like in all the commercials and stuff, and I, yeah, I remember reading. She's like, "I'll do three hours." Or maybe it was Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day with that awful wig. Yeah, she's like, "I'm not oh. sitting in here and makeup. Throw the wig on me."
0: They need to get the big little eyes <laughs> wig makers because Nicole looked good. What was your favorite storyline in New Year's Eve?
1: Well, I have to go back to Ashton for a second and oh, yeah. say that he's like one. He's like on that list with like John Mayer for me, where it's mm-hmm. like I'm so grossed out that I'm attracted to them, mm-hmm. but I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I. I am so attracted to Ashton Kutcher, and like not yeah. proud of it, but here I am living my truth. Yeah. And John Mayer feels the same way. Like I think he's a douche, awful, seemingly a bad boyfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very attracted to him, and I'm not proud of it. Um, it's so, conventionally
0: attractive, like the tall. Like they're both tall. Ashton's
1: so like tall, and he's kind of yeah. lengthy, but he's got really such tall. a pretty face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. And he was on the Abercrombie bags when we were younger.
0: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Wasn't that before he? Became an actor,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you asking me? My favorite oh, storyline. Story-
0: or I guess there's so many ridiculous well, ones in this. Yeah.
1: I'm very into the Michelle Pfeiffer because I worship her and Zach Efron thing <laughs> because it's so bizarre. But I also want to say that while every time I watch this movie, I'm. I'm studying the scenes between Catherine Heigl, John bon Jovi, and <laughs> Sofia Vergara because I don't know if you heard the rumors that like Sofia Vergara and Catherine Heigl apparently allegedly didn't get along on set. So every time I watch it, I'm like studying. Like, can I tell that they hate each other?
0: Well, there was one scene towards the end where she where Katherine body shames Sofia and she's like slut shames her dress. She's like, do you want to cover up?
1: And now, Katherine Heigl's doing cat litter commercials. Yeah, and Sophia
0: so. is married to a guy in Magic Mike, so, like, hello.
1: I feel like but- Sophia Vigar is so fucking rich, because oh, she no. that Modern Family Money, they kept oh. doing adding seasons.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it's a terrible bank. show
1: now. It's oh. terrible these days. I tried to watch it, and I was <laughs> like, I can't do this. It's
0: ter- um, Pfeiffer's List was so funny. How oh, she quit her job. With John Lithgow. John Lithgow is the <laughs> boss. Like, <laughs> what? Know. Again, someone who spent... 11 minutes on set
1: love it like legendary john lithgow is known to be like one of the great actors of our time like he's very great but then occasionally he'll do a role like this or daddy's home too
0: yes (laughs) and he just crushes it and so (laughs) michelle fiber's list i only wrote down a few of them i had to i paused it everyone paused to see so her this
1: is her list of like bucket list right
0: and she'll give zach the you know tickets to the masquerade ball if uh she can fulfill them all by midnight and it was save a life See the world, be amazed, learn to dance, and then she just buys Zach for the day, which I thought it's was just a really a cool. good
1: sign. By <laughs> the way, like her <laughs> list is just something, like, something Live, you love, buy,
0: save a life, right? <laughs> something you'd
1: buy at Home Goods and put on the wall.
0: Yeah, but, like I like that she somehow she like called Z- the delivery company that Zach Efron works for and was like, "I'm buying him," and no one questioned it on a I've holiday. Also,
1: never had a delivery driver that looks like Zac Efron. No, no, never. No, he's so fine. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, then. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, wait. So, the feud you're saying that Catherine and Sophia yeah, had so an onset feud. They had
1: allegedly an onset feud. And Sophia's like obsessed with John Bon Jovi. And Catherine Heigel in the film had like dated him. And so, there's a lot of like will they or won't let they. Mm-hmm. But Sophia's whole role in this movie is to just be like, I want to fuck John Bon Jovi. Like, mm-hmm. and she says it in a sassy way. <laughs> but like, we're led to yes. believe that like Bon Jovi would never be interested in Sophia Vergara
0: and is pining after his ex fiance <laughs> the ca- the head catering. Although she's a catering tycoon. And in this event, had no idea that her ex, Jensen, was... I I just love that idea that she's like... And we also never see her cook. She unrolls a thing of knives, and there's one lady chopping cucumbers, and there's never... She's not like... You know Catherine Zeta-Jones and no reservations, like sautéing scallops. No, we
1: never see. We any never of that. see her cater
0: no, or like no, plate anything. And
1: I say this with everything I watch: there should always be food porn. Oh, yes. Like everything, every movie or TV show is made better by food porn. So mm-hmm. it's like the fact that you have someone who's playing a chef. There should be some close-ups of something sautéing in a skillet. Yeah. There's no reason that Gary Marshall may he rest in peace, yes. did not uh, do that. But, you know, I think this whole thing was just haphazardly thrown together. And it's like, they probably shot it in 20 days. They're mm-hmm. like, Ludacris is coming to set today. Like, what is he saying? What's his lines?
0: Yeah, that was so funny.
1: <laughs> Ludacris I just, and Hilary Swank as yeah. a couple. Let's throw them together.
0: Yeah. I love seeing Hillary Swank too, but again, that was another one where I was like, what's happening? Who do you what's think? Is the lead?
1: Do you think I thought she's the lead. She's sort of the lead, right?
0: I think we meet her first or we follow her yeah. the most at the start. I think so because she ties it all in because she works for the light bulb company. Then of course when they flip the giant switch Oh, Seacrest is in this too. <laughs> Seacrest, Gosh, just cameos. <laughs> um of course the ball
1: Seacrest doesn't. is coming to set. Just Gary Marshall with a cigarette, like we got yeah. to Seacrest today. Who's on the call? Who else is on the call sheet?
0: Yeah. It's just, have you ever been to New York for the ball drop?
1: No, I don't th- think I want to either. No, I lived there
0: for seven years and I never went to the ball drop because it was a circus.
1: It seems stressful. It does seem. I'm nice. not good in crowds. I have anxiety. And that seems like the worst part of anxiety. One mm-hmm. time I was at Universal City Walk with Matt and like mm-hmm. I literally had a panic attack because it was so crowded. <laughs> I was yeah. like, get me out of here. There's
0: like minions everywhere. Was like, Please. Yeah, there's like, like people that. in yeah. minion costumes it, like exactly. get me the fuck
1: out of here. Yeah. It's uh, a lot. Also, Sarah Jessica Parker's in oh, this. I yeah. love her. I do too.
0: I just, she was just Carrie Bradshaw. Right. I think she, they filmed it at the same walk up on yeah. Perry Street. Like I was like, I know this facade.
1: <laughs> I know these stairs.
0: This is where she lives.
1: She thought it was probably an episode of Sex and the City. <laughs> yeah. she like, she's <laughs> like, like, what am I doing today?
0: Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> Abigail <a> Breslin.
1: <laughs> they all have a cigarette. <laughs> what am I doing? What's the scene? What's the shot list today?
0: Yeah. And I yeah. like that she, there was a running gag about her wearing clogs and they were really cute. They were like wedge cozy clogs and abigail breslin is like her fast teen
1: and look i'm gonna say something controversial i think abigail breslin was a great child actor but i don't think she's good as an adult
0: yeah i'm sorry
1: to say it i have to somebody's gotta say it but now we said it yeah because I don't think she's very good as a teen or an adult. She yeah. was great as a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, H- Haley Joel Osment. Nicky. Haley Joel Osment. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Some people are meant to be child actors. And then, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're not great as adults. Yes. Not awful, but Abigail in this movie is not the best part of it.
0: No. I mean, give me a Zendaya. Give me a yeah. Bella Thorne. Like Bella Thorne would be better suited to that. Because it was the girl who wanted to go out and have a kiss at midnight.
1: I'll be honest. I don't know still who Bella Thorne is. Oh, okay. So I she's, know I'm supposed to be a pop culture person, but she's one that like just always slips by me. And I'm like, I'm not going to learn who she is.
0: I was like that with Cole Sprouse. I thought he was lettuce. Everyone was like, oh, Cole Sprouse. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But it's a man. It's a, it's human, a man. human
1: being. that um, You hear the name a lot, but, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, like Rita Ora, like what?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I hear that um, name a lot.
0: Yeah. She was, her and Zendaya had a show called Shake It Up on Disney. Shake and only because I nannied, I- I would okay. watch it, but then she was in "Famous in Love" on VH1 that my friend Norman
1: Buckley directed. Was she in Twilight too? I feel like she was in Twilight no, but movies. Kristen Stewart's name was Bella.
0: That's why it's oh. confusing.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe that's why I've decided not to. Yeah. Learn her.
0: <laughs> I've never seen Twilight.
1: You know they're controversial. Not, yeah, they're <laughs> <and> not good, <laughs> <laughs> but also they're fun to watch. Yes, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, we haven't even talked about the babies at midnight. So that was a oh. whole storyline. We meet Jessica Biel and then
1: Sarah Paulson, who is Jessica hilarious. Biel, who's partnered with Seth Meyers. Yeah. And Sarah Paulson, who's partnered with... um,
0: I guess it's like a Jean-Claude Van Damme type person. I think his name
1: is like... Uh, I, um, forgive me I don't know I don't either anyway, <laughs> yeah. he was cute though
0: yeah I tried to look it up but there are 120 actors and so I was like scrolling I was like I can't I can't find this guy I remember the guy.
1: trailers would just be like the trailer for the movie it would just was presenting the actors so it wasn't even giving away any sort of plot it was just was like one. that <laughs> pink song raise your glass it was like so raise your glass and then it'd be like <laughs> oh, Anne Ashton Kutcher yeah. plus Leah Michelle oh, plus ways. Halle Berry and Robert De Niro and yeah. John Lithgow and yeah. they'd just name off everyone it
0: was amazing it was like and this 10 was trailer America, <laughs> right? This was 2011. So we were in a different, it was like, yeah, the 2012 New Year's. It was a different time.
1: So yeah, there's this storyline where uh, Jessica Biel and Seth Meyers are trying to have the baby f- before the other couple.
0: Because mm-hmm. the first couple who has a baby after midnight gets $25,000.
1: Which, sure. Which is great. Yeah. Why not? I wonder if that's a thing. at That can't that's be a, a good thing. Question. I wonder. I don't think it could be a thing.
0: Because I don't even think anyone cares. Like, what does the money come from? The hospital? Because <laughs> yeah. they're just rolling in the cash, aren't they? Catherine forgot. Yeah. Forgot to write a reason why. Um, yeah, that was funny. So they're like rival maternity scene, mm-hmm. which, again, it was just very, I mean, this was also pre-Time's Up. And so there were a lot of heartless things like, come on, women, push it out at midnight.
1: Yeah, like I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Like I'll get it out when I get it out. Yeah. Like when the baby's ready to come, I'll co- it'll come. Yeah. Although that said, I would like a twenty five thousand dollars check. It's a good bonus. Yeah.
0: And I, I was most jarred seeing Robert De Niro pop up on sure. screen. Right. Well, I just watched and- The Irishman. <laughs> I was like, "Here is a
1: living what legend." What did you think of The Irishman?
0: It was it was long. It was Scorsese porn to me. It was um. Right. I, I'm a big fan of. I love Goodfellas. I love Casino. I love Scorsese gangster movies, but this wasn't. Controversial opinion. This wasn't like a classic Scorsese gangster
1: movie. Right.
0: It was. It was nice. Beautiful sets. Joe yeah. Pesci. Joe oh. Pesci. I
1: know. Bring him back. Yes. I know he's back in that. But like, yeah. I want him back in everything.
0: Yeah, he's so yeah. great. So it was. It was beautiful to watch. I had to watch it in three.
1: It's so long. Sittings. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I watched it. I think it was maybe like the day after Thanksgiving or that weekend. Yeah. And. Yeah, it was like the whole day. I, we started it and then it ended. And I was like, "Oh, the day's gone."
0: Yeah, like, yeah. That's good it. night, good night, everyone. Like <laughs> See the, you that was the whole day. Yeah, like yeah. I can't
1: do anything else.
0: Totally. But I liked. The, I wish that there was a way we could someone could leak the writers of, for which um, Catherine forgot. Yeah. Right. Um, she or wrote no, the, the Irishman. Like whatever anyone's that. terms in their contract, because I think Robert Niro said, "I'm not walking," because all of his seats. He was in a hospital bed, dying of cancer, and he was like, "I want." Before I die, I want to see the ball drop, which no one's ever said. Uh, And then he gets wheelchaired by his daughter, Hillary Swank, to the roof, which was such a sweet, touching thing. But I was like, he did not stand. I was like, I bet that was in the contract.
1: Yeah, he's not extending his legs. Not even a little.
0: Yeah. Ashton was (laughs) like, I'm sitting in an elevator with that glee person. In
1: my pajamas. In
0: my pajamas. Like, okay,
1: And then what do you think... Okay, so like, let's just go back to that elevator scene. So, yes. what do you think Ashton Kutcher and Leah Michelle talked about in between scenes? Do you think Ashton and Leah hated each other? Because Leah's famously had a feud with Naya Rivera, which I've been trying to get to the bottom of my entire oh, life. Oh,
0: what's what do you think? The- <laughs> yes, for decades.
1: What what's like the rumor of their feud? Well, they feuded on the Glee set allegedly, mm-hmm. and I've had a couple Glee cast members on the show, and I've tried to get info, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really able to. But From uh, everything that I see, and I worship Leah Michelle, but Mm -hmm. I don't know that she's the easiest to work with. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's all rumors, because people in the industry, they always want to put that label on women. They do. And Mm -hmm. it's an unfortunate, gross side effect. Mm -hmm. But that said, I'm still endlessly fascinated by female feuds.
0: Absolutely. I love them.
1: I totally agree. So, you know, devil and angel on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. But I I wonder what the relationship was between Ashton and Leah. What Mm -hmm. was that? Because yeah. I don't understand. I can't picture them talking or getting along.
0: Yeah, I think at that point he had he had stepdaughters, so maybe he's like, "Hey, so you know, Scout watches Glee. How are you?" you right. know, like something like that. <laughs> it's like, is,
1: rumor is. Scout loved your version of uh, exactly faithfully from Glee. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, she also sang in the movie, oh. and it's. Can I say that? I love her version of Auld Lang Syne. Mm -hmm. I still listen to it. It's really pretty, and it's so dramatic at the end. And that's when I cry, because she's singing. We're skipping ahead to the end, but she sings while the ball drops. And then all these storylines wrap up. And then Halle Berry's husband is like off at war or something and and they have this like video i was like don't do this to me that that's when i like lose it i can't i lose it
0: that's the one thing that always makes me cry is seeing those veterans returning home to surprise their dog not (sighs) even the wife and kids but dog videos or maybe like a kid at a sporting event but the dog the dog comes out and recognizes its master soldier and i'm like just open me like this is just weeping
1: it's truly. I mean, oh. those videos on YouTube when a soldier comes home and greets the dog. Yeah, there's nothing more beautiful in the world.
0: Totally. Also, Alyssa Milano oh, was yeah. like a, she's, a co-nurse with. An, I don't, I don't even think she's recognizable. I she don't has, think she has no. She th- has two words. I think she was like, "Yep, you know it," or like that. That was her. And I was like, "Really? Okay." I think she
1: was <laughs> cast by Central Casting. Like, I don't <laughs> think that gary marshall knew that Alyssa milano was like no cast in the script i think Alyssa milano like signed up for central casting yeah then like hey we need an extra and it's like a speaking extra because mm-hmm. she only has two lines yes so i don't believe and then and then i think like the studio probably realized later they're like oh melissa milano is like one of the extras put her on the poster mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes because she has the you know the that poster, fan base right the, who's the boss fans?
0: yes Oh, and the uh, so Who's the, the Boss Who's fan the- base, once they're mobilized, they get to the simina- cinema. The
1: Who's the Boss fans are <laughs> yes. real mobilized.
0: Yes. Um,
1: I loved Who's the Boss. Oh, my God. Tony D'Anza too. was so yeah, sexy. I love, and- I love
0: Charles in Charge, too, sure. speaking of like, other hotties. Um, there was also- Scott Baio. It's Scott Baio. Oh, He's a he nightmare
1: should- now, though. Yeah, I wish he- He's what? He's a nightmare now. Oh, is he Is he
0: a Trump Okay, I knew that, that's, just the, that's code. Um, oh, yeah. So I think, oh, yeah. So going back to Josh Duhamel, that's how you say his name, right? I think it's
1: Duhamel. 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 So maybe, like maybe it's just crash, Duhamel.
0: And like the dad from 10 Things I Hate About You is like the funniest. <laughs> the tow truck driver. Funny. He's such a pervert. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to watch porn tonight and crack up 12-er with my girlfriend. And then he ends up on an RV with like this family
1: going. Josh does. Yeah. We don't know any of the character names, by the know. way. It's not important.
0: Or who they are or why he's in an RV with them. And also, they find easy parking in Manhattan on New Year's Eve. They park the RV. I was like, that would never happen. But that was one of those scenes, too, where I was like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. Throughout the whole movie, you really (laughs) turn to your, you turn and look in the mirror and say, what? Mm -hmm. You do a Tim Allen. Huh? (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) Someone, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) had like asked, wrote me and asked if I would stop making a Tim Allen impression. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, they said something like about not supporting him, and I was like, I don't think I'm supporting him. We're just doing his that stupid impression. From We're regurgitating his weird. <gasps>
0: yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. I love how much he antagonized Al Bundy. He's a Seattle. Oh. I used to see Al all the time on a ferry boat.
1: Wait. What? Or like,
0: or, what was his name? Dennis? No. Not.
1: Al Bundy, like married with children. Oh no. Oh, it's Ed Al O'Neil. Borland. I'm sorry. Oh, Tim Bor- the Toolman right. Taylors. Okay. He's from Seattle, right? and
0: I used to see him all the time on ferry boats, and I was like. Oh my God! It's Al Borland. Now I'm thinking of Ed
1: O'Neill. <laughs> we're like getting so off track.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Monica, too many seasons. <laughs> too many seasons.
1: <laughs> okay, so back I'm, to it. Okay, wait. So you're talking about the Josh Duhamel scenes, and I'm having a flashback or flash forward to when Josh Duhamel did a movie with Katherine Heigl, where they were love interests. Did you see this? It was called Life for Life as We Know It or Life yeah. Is Something Like It or something like that. And I saw that in theaters too on my birthday. I okay. made Matt go on my
0: birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: This and it's like a doing. drama about. Josh Dumel and Katherine Heigel, they are, uh, friend, their best friends, uh, die in a car crash or something. And then Josh and Katherine, who hated each other, they get custody of the child, the baby. And so then they have to co parent together and they fall in love.
0: Oh, I love that. That's kind of like that Jennifer Garner one. Is that also Josh Duhamel? Probably. Remember where they're like, I think her boyfriend dies and then like all the friends. You know, he
1: never got a fair shake. Yeah. they tried to make him a star. Yeah. And it didn't happen. He was in all these movies. Isn't he and Tad Hamilton? Yeah. Tad on a date. A,
0: yeah. wanna date with Tad Hamilton. He's
1: honestly like so fucking hot. Yeah. Like, he's so
0: fine. Um, I watched New Year's Eve with this guy that I'm dating, you know, Jack. And he told me while we're watching the movie that he used to get a lot of girls in high school because he looked like Joshua Hamill oh go in high school. And I was like, That's what? amazing. That's I, hot. I
1: need to see his high school photos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll get one. But I was like, that's so cool. You also, know, what's happening on screen?
1: <laughs> this is, I know, what's going on? <laughs> This is probably okay. TMI, but I remember like one of the first Google images I searched as I did as mm. a teen was like J- naked Josh Duman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so also he like has Tony Lutes. Danza, but that's neither here nor there. Oh yeah, yeah, they're full of news. That's so good. I'll shit. show you after. Just Google, yeah, it was like artsy. They oh were artsy.
0: cool. Oh okay, like an editorial. Also, black I love that like... show
1: Las Vegas. I know we're just talking about Josh Dumel at this point, but yeah. did you ever watch that NBC show Las Vegas? It was good.
0: I did not. It was good, but I'll binge it though. I'm a fan.
1: Uh, okay, who else are we missing in this movie? So also- we're. Halle Berry, we talk a little bit about.
0: Halle Berry. Um, I, I really did like the Zach and Michelle Pfeiffer storyline yeah. where he has a Vespa and he's helping her fulfill this f- these fantasies or her list. I thought it was very sweet. That could have been its own movie, that in my opinion. That could have been its
1: own movie, yeah. Right? And you know, they really did their best to make Michelle Pfeiffer look ugly, but it's yes. not possible.
0: Yeah she's amazing she was really giving me some sally field hello my name is doris vibes
1: i fucking love that movie
0: yeah me too and she even lives on staten island and yeah, maybe want to watch so that good. after i was like oh i love this like old bitty, this. this like weird <laughs> lady who quits her job you know
1: there's a lot of like weird 2011 ish touches too mm-hmm. i noticed like that scene with michelle at her boss's office with john lithgow mm-hmm. he's playing angry birds yes, and it was like such a he's like oh i missed it and you mm-hmm. know like the i don't know who it was that decided we need to put angry birds in this film mm-hmm. but you know john lithgow has never played angry birds like i do not believe it for a second and yeah. they had to explain like what he's saying and he's like i don't i don't know this game i don't know either and i don't think gary marshall knew either no quite frankly he's like
0: put it in um
1: they added it in post
0: yeah they added it, exactly can we get adr on lithgow fly it in um the storyline that i may have missed or this Plot piece is when Leah Michelle leaves her Fitbit in the elevator, <laughs> mm. and she never mentions also what she's going to do. I, doesn't she not mention it?
1: She, she's supposed to be a background singer for John Bon Jovi, yeah, who's playing somebody not named John Bon Jovi. Yeah,
0: who's playing Jensen, which I was like, I would be fine if they were just like, this Why is John Bon Jovi. Why just say Jones? it was
1: John Bon Jovi? I wonder if they did. And-,
0: and just say, this is Sarah Jessica Parker, because Matthew Broderick shows up in a limo, and I was like, I'm cool with them playing Wait, themselves. Wait, was Matthew
1: Broderick in the limo? He's in the I very end. I didn't even catch
0: that. Yeah, he was in the very end. He gets out of the limo and talks to someone.
1: He shows up. Wow, how did I miss that? Yeah. I did feel- not think Matthew Broderick was in this.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a split second. It was like, I think Sarah was like, well, he's coming anyways. And they were like, he's, like he's, bringing, up, me. he's
1: bringing the kids to set. Like, it, just throw them in the limo. Yeah,
0: I left my phone at home. Then right. they're like, can we please get, here's, please. We need Matthew
1: for an hour.
0: And he pulls up. Yeah. yeah.
1: Matthew's like, I'm not even doing hair and makeup. Just, <laughs> no, just I'm gonna... riding the limo. Like, I'm dropping off the kids. You can film that car yeah. as I'm dropping them off.
0: Yeah. And well, that's it. And Ludacris, which I think the last time I saw Ludacris in a movie, it was probably Crash. And then Fast and the Furious. Fast and the
1: Furious, he's, yeah.
0: Yeah, which I don't know why we didn't get any nypd driving scenes of ludicrous in a cop car wow fish tailing oh, wow. through queens yeah, i would have loved that a, a little
1: <laughs> right? action scene yeah sure but
0: also that was the most calm police station ever on new york's yeah. eve i'm like you guys get out there there's like crimes going down a lot's going on in new, Year's on eve, new york
1: city and they're all just concerned about the ball dropping yeah and also, I love how Hector Elizondo, who always shows up in Gary Marshall's movies, mm-hmm. he shows up as, like, the repairman <sighs> yes. to, like, fix the ball drop. And he's, like, the only one that knows how to do it. But yeah. he, like, he's, like, the dumb scrubby one. Mm-hmm. But they they need him for the ball drop.
0: Yeah, he's so great. He was so
1: good in Princess Diaries. <sighs> oh, so good. Yeah, he's And Pretty, pretty Woman. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Hilary Swank, though, a little bit. Because yes. Hilary Swank, so she, I think, is the lead in this film. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what kind of happened to Hillary Swank. I know she still does wonderful work, mm-hmm. but she seemed to, around this time, try to be like an A-list actress in like big vehicles like this, mm-hmm. not just like indie stuff. Mm-hmm. And I guess much like Josh Duhamel, it just didn't work out yeah. exactly. She's still brilliant. I worship her, but mm-hmm. it's weird. It's interesting to me around this time, like when the rom-coms were dying off mm-hmm. and a lot of these people, like Hillary Swank, Katherine Heigl, Josh Duhamel, it was like they didn't really have a place that they fit in because they were maybe a little too old for the marvel movies at this point mm-hmm. and unfortunately and it's but it was a weird time and there aren't as many good rom-coms
0: because was she in i want to say p.s i love you yeah. is that right okay
1: one of a terrible movie but i love the trailer it's yeah. like one of those ones where i watch the trailer on youtube oh, to cry yes. and then that's like that's enough i don't need to see the whole movie mm-hmm. i like do that a- with time traveler's wife
0: Oh, I've never seen that. Always watch Just the trailer. watch the trailer. It's okay. all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> it's like
1: enough. The trailer is like so beautiful and it gives you everything the movie does. It tells you the whole plot of the fucking movie. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it like has all the emotional beats in two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you don't need to see the movie.
0: Yeah. I wish there was a way we could have done, like go back in time or maybe do another one of these and get like Channing Tatum. And like other, mm, right. I just love him. I wrote I down in my too. notes, I was like, "Bon Jovi is
1: hot" because he is. He is hot. He's an older hot man. He is. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know I was attracted to Bon Jovi until I saw this movie. Right. But I mean, he's yeah, he's someone I feel like is just always going to be hot. He's yeah. like a Clooney. It's like, yeah, he'll be hundred years old and mm-hmm. I'll still want to fuck him.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: It is what it is. It is. Yeah. I would like them to be doing more of these movies. I know Gary Marshall has passed, but I would like somebody else to pick up the torch and maybe like try. Uh, to do a better version of these. Because I know they're bad, but I still enjoy watching them. Yes. And it's
0: cameo roulette. If you have access to this kind of talent, it's like, do a co- do a joke pass. Do a logic pass on the right. script. And be like, does this make sense? And the answer is no.
1: Did you see the one? <laughs> I know. Did you see the one that they did that wasn't Gary Marshall? It was like, he's not that into you. It was based off that book. Yes. It was. I
0: read that book also. Was that the Jennifer Goodwin k
1: no. Yeah, Kate Hudson, 90%. yeah A bunch of randos are. Yes. They? they also did one about um not Mother's Day, but there was like uh it was based off that pregnancy book. What to expect when you're oh, what to expect or that one when you're expecting. Yeah. That was another one that was like one of these, you know.
0: Wait, but so did you like He's Just Not That Into You?
1: Yeah, I mean but I like these ones better. Yeah. <laughs> and totally. I think that one might be a better film. But these ones to me, it's like if they're on T V around the holidays or something, mm-hmm. it's just an easy watch. Yeah. Because Things happen in such a little... It's such an ADD mm-hmm. movie. Yes. And for my attention span these days, it's like, oh yeah, I can watch that. Because it moves so quickly in and, between these storylines. And
0: there's 18 different ones. Like You don't revisit any of the storylines until the back half of the movie. Um, what was weird, hard for me to wrap my head around watching He's Just Not That Into You, is this is when they were pushing Justin Long on us as a lead, mm. as a leading man. I was like... What, a weird, out of what a weird time! What was that? That was such a weird time. I was that? like, What sort of backhand? Like, or no, like, you know, who was playing golf with who? And they were like, right. you know what? I'll give you Justin Long if you give me a Kate Hudson I and know. a Jennifer Goodwin. And it was like, okay. And I was like, no, no, give me Duhamel. Give, give me like a, hot a fine guy. ass guy because yeah. like I don't get my rocks off on jo- Justin Long. I know no and he's like he's cute, a nice guy. N- he's a
1: cute nerd. Like yeah. I-, I would love him to just be like this, like the. Other boyfriend that's, like, pining after the girl, but then I need, like, the hot Josh Duhamel. Yes. Like, as the jockey one. Yeah. But, like, I'm fine if Justin Long's around, because I find him, like, to be a cute nerd. Yeah, yeah. But, like, a cute nerd, not as, like, a leading man.
0: Yeah, that, like, all these you women know, are getting how-
1: heartbroken over, and I'm like, no. This is a very controversial opinion, and people have yelled at me, because I've talked about it on the show before, but <laughs> in The Holiday, yes, I think that Jack Black was incredibly miscast, mm-hmm. because... At least we have Jude Law to look at, mm-hmm. but I'm like, fucking Kate Winslet's got a buddy on up to this uh, this guy. She's like, <laughs> I've been with Leo four times. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on, J- Kate Winslet, who's this stunning beauty, mm-hmm. and then she's paired with Jack fucking Black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with Jack Black in School of Rock. I find him funny. I like him. Because he is so
0: funny. He's hilarious. Yeah.
1: yeah. But- For like a romantic lead in a movie like The Holiday, like I need someone like Jude Law
0: or like Ed Burns. Isn't Ed Burns is
1: in it, and he's so hot in it. Yeah, he's. He should have been that role. They should have flipped him.
0: Yeah. That is interesting.
1: I just... I, I, and I know people like Jack Black. And I've heard... Mm-hmm. People have told me yeah. that they actually think Jude Law's miscast, which I <gasps> think is craziness. Because he's never looked better than in that he's movie. He's fine. He's so uh, When he's got fine. the glasses and he's got some like... I don't know if it's a spray tan or what, but he's yes. like very tan. He is. He's very tan in that movie. He wears like impeccable... He does great costume mm-hmm. work. I- and he... Glasses at one point. <gasps>
0: and that curly hair. This is the time in... um Justin Timberlake's life where he was dating Cameron Diaz. Mm. So he was in London. I remember seeing all these <gasps> paparazzi photos because Jude Law is mini.
1: Yeah, he's mini. Yeah, he's mini. So you I was know, like, perfect. his nudes are online too. They
0: are? Okay, this is, I got some Googling to do. Get the iPad out. I'm awful, that I'm yeah, just like, here are the nudes. Here
1: are the nudes that, <laughs> can, are, the nudes that are like leaked. what I'm attributing to that's this podcast. That's cool though. Uh, yeah, I... That he was but he so was hot. hot around that time. Yes. I mean, I still find him like incredibly sexy. And now he's like going bald, and I'm really turned on by it. Perfect. And I know he's playing like a pope or something, but I don't fucking care. I find him attractive.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, but I love that.
0: That's a great movie. I haven't watched the that holiday. yet this season. The holiday is so fantastic. Okay,
1: we should mention the listeners. We're recording this before Christmas. Oh yeah, so they'll be listening to it probably after Christmas.
0: Okay. Hope you had a good holiday. I hope
1: your holiday was great. <laughs> yeah. Hope you're at home googling nudes.
0: <laughs> googling nudes. Yes. <laughs> on your new iPads or whatever you got.
1: Um, I have have to mention that uh, Halle Berry's husband was played by Common in the movie, who I also find, I find him very attractive, too.
0: Very. I have met
1: that man. He Didn't he very... date Laura Dern?
0: Um, they shot a movie together. Okay. Yeah, that's what I met him. They shot the tale together. And so I went to visit set.
1: Because you worked with Laura yeah. Dern.
0: Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he is also one of those people who are beautiful in person." But in this movie, wasn't he only on screen? Yeah, because
1: he's just in the Skype session.
0: Again, disservice. But yeah. again, he was probably busy. He was probably he's like I'll doing give you something a,
1: a, a, an hour and a half. Skype you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll literally Skype from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. In some fatigues, but man, Hallie's I would have loved- calling
1: him. She's like, "The actor didn't show up. Common, will you do this role?" And he's mm-hmm. like, "I'll Skype it from home." Yeah, with exactly. a cigarette. He's got smoking a cigarette.
0: hundred percent. That's another spinoff I would like to see. I want to see. Zach and Michelle's own movie, and I would like to see Common and Halle Berry in their wartime romance. Like, that's it. I know, really, these were all movies <laughs> right.
1: that should have been separate movies. Yes. Like, they all shouldn't have been one movie. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk briefly about the other movies in this trilogy, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Did you see mm-hmm. these?
0: I did not see Mother's Day. I did see Valentine's Day. Wasn't Valentine's that the one
1: with- Day was like the best one. It was the first one. Was it
0: Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson? Am yeah. I thinking um, that right?
1: Not, no, not Scarlett Johansson, but uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Jennifer Garner, Jessica Biel.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Julia Roberts plays a war vet that's coming home and falls in love with... That's right. Well, we're led to believe she's falling in love with Bradley Cooper, but really he's a gay mm-hmm. in the movie. He's mm-hmm. with Eric Dane. Um... But that one I That's think is hot. maybe the best one. Mm-hmm. And then Mother's Day is when it really went off the rails. Yeah, and that I didn't one see is that one. Yeah, think, no no one doubt.
0: It's a great cast though. Didn't they get Aniston?
1: Probably. They yeah, got Aniston, Aniston
0: Roberts. Yeah. Who else? I
1: can't even think of it. But I remember
0: seeing the billboard and I was like, "Oh, that looks good."
1: Yeah. But so I wish that they would do more of these. Like mm-hmm. I think we were robbed of like a July 4th movie. Mhm. Thanksgiving film? Could you? I mean, Thanksgiving would be prime for this kind of film. Yeah, everyone in the family is a celebrity.
0: Can we do that together? Harvest Moon? Can We just call yeah, it Harvest please. Moon. Okay, yeah, I'm in.
1: I guess I, you know, <laughs> Family Stone was sort of in the same vein because that's yeah. like a studded cast. That's a great movie too. I love that. Movie.
0: Yeah, me too. That was yeah, great. that's yeah, a that studded really
1: cast. Yeah, not quite on the level as New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but oh, by but the way, also good. Way, I'm like look looking. Mother's looking Day. I'm looking at the. I printed out the. Um, on imdb okay. like the summary of this movie mm-hmm. and it does mention Alyssa milano in the summary so let me just read it yeah at a nearby hospital claire's father stan harris played by robert de niro a man in the final stages of cancer her, who refuses chemotherapy and who only wishes to see the ball drop one last time is kept company by nurse amy played by Halle berry and nurse mindy played by Alyssa milano
0: Nurse Mindy had no idea she was credited. Did she even have a name in it? Like,
1: (laughs) I don't recall them giving her a name. No. And I don't even recall her in a scene with Robert De Niro. I thought she was in the scene with the... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you.
0: Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
1: Pregnancies.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think she... Oh. (laughs) <laughs> she was holding a baby, but I feel like she was talking to Halle when Halle Berry also came out and she was like, I'm going out and then she's just going to go Skype common. I I remember seeing them on screen and being like,
1: oh, snap, that's Alyssa Milano. Cool. And then the cool. doctor was Carrie Elwes, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Yeah. So you forget. There's so many people coming at you. Yeah. You know what I mean. And um, also, uh, what's her name? The woman who played uh, one of the doctors was on it. Anyway, I'm getting off track. I'm look. I'm looking at these. Oh, one of the, like the the competition. <laughs> I'm looking at the there summary. were t- a
0: lot of medical storylines. De Niro's, and then
1: also Jessica Biel and Sarah Paulson. Um, also, I want to mention what it says about Katherine Heigl. Yeah. <laughs> so it says, um, okay, God. Paul's best friend, comic book illustrator Randy, played by Ashton Kutcher, who hates New Year's Eve after his girlfriend left him on a date, gets stuck in an elevator with Elise, played by Lee Michelle, an aspiring singer who will be providing backup for musician Daniel Jensen, John Bon Jovi. In his show at Times Square, uh, who also prepares to perform at the Ahem Records Ball. Besides Kim and Randy Jess- Jensen, who also has his own problem, where he attempts to rekindle his feelings for ex girlfriend Laura, <laughs> but fails every time miserably. It's like the <laughs> amount of like web that they have to weave to get all of these characters together is insane. It's <laughs> insane. And by the way, like that. End it's amazing. At, at, after Leah Michelle does, like, the song and it's Mm -hmm. dramatic, Mm -hmm. and that's when Josh Duhamel and Sarah Jessica Parker, they meet and they kiss, which that's a pretty moment. But I don't buy them together at all. Like They have zero chemistry. They've never been on screen yet. No. And it's very... (laughs) Like, I do not buy that relationship. But anyway, then there's this scene that's a a credit scene where they sing and dance, and it's like a blooper scene at the end. And it's truly wild.
0: Zac Efron dips Michelle Pfeiffer (laughs) and they finally share a mouth kiss. I was like, yes, this is... (laughs)
1: It's wrap it drop. up, right? They're like... <laughs> Good for Michelle Pfeiffer for getting some uh, make-out time with Zac Efron, first yes. of all. But yeah, then they end it with like the trailer, which is just like... <laughs> they're cutting to these people just dancing on set. And yeah. it's like they didn't know how to end it. No. And they want... I, it's so funny to me when movies end with a blooper because... It What it means is that they didn't know how to end it, or they want you to feel good leaving, and they know that the movie sucked, mm-hmm. but they want you to leave the theater feeling good, so they'll add a bloopers or a dance scene. They did it in Hitch, too, which I love, oh, yeah. but it's like they do it to trick you, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. then you are exiting the theater, and you're like, oh, my God, I had so much fun. Yes, <laughs> like, that's hilarious. But We had so much fun watching that, but yeah. really you didn't. You just saw bloopers, and bloopers are fun. Mm-hmm. They so, are so fun. This movie does that, and this movie where they we see the dancing. Or Hitch did it, where it was like, let's just have the cast dance. Yeah, and that'll be how it ends.
0: That's it, <laughs> Kevin James, and yeah, <laughs> just do your thing. It's it is so amazing because by the the time they do wrap this up, it is just like you have fifteen seconds to make this count. But what's so sad too is like Hillary Swank has been worried about this light bulb issue all night. While well, her dad is like <laughs> about to know, pass so- away. In Harold Square. Right. You know?
1: Shouldn't she have found like a fill in for New Year's Eve? I know she's really important, but your dad's dying. Yeah. Like, and Seacrest
0: should... is on site. Seacrest, Seacrest is, is there. there. Handle it. That's the one person I gonna... just pass it to Seacrest.
1: Let Seacrest <laughs> it do it. Let Seacrest figure it out. I'm surprised Seacrest did it. Like he's so busy. I don't yeah. know how he has time to do anything. I know. Like he literally does a million fucking jobs. He
0: does everything and he runs so many things. It's too much. Yeah. I'm a, I'm Jenny, a fan.
1: Any final thoughts on New Year's Eve?
0: Oh, you know, yes, I think this movie is great, and I agree with you, we need more of this.
1: Yeah, and great and terrible at the yes, same time. Yes, it's terrible, yeah. It's definitely five-star and also just one-star. And
0: don't try to comprehend it. If you haven't watched it in a while, Rewatch it, and I think it just doesn't matter. None, of it, none
1: of it matters. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> matter.
0: None of it makes sense.
1: Just forgot it. forget your troubles.
0: Yeah. I remember so many times being like, I'm watching this. Like I've only had one glass of wine. Why can't I track anything? Like,
1: yeah i'm like am i stoned did yeah. i have weed before this yeah like, oh and happening? also i think parting thoughts i love Maybe it. that's how you should watch it is have some weed
0: that's true yeah a gummy um is it katherine heigl gets to strike john bon Jovi? she slaps him across the face she twice. slaps him
1: hard <laughs> yeah really yeah. hard i think it was real too yeah
0: which i know he's like a rocker he, he can handle
1: it but it's like this is so funny yeah it's wild and katherine heigl at that time was like a big star which is and I always say justice for Catherine Heigl. Agreed. Because let me just say something. She was right about a lot of stuff. When she said that stuff about knocked up, mm-hmm. maybe she shouldn't have said it. But if a man said it, they wouldn't have gotten any sort of flack. Yeah. And second of all, what she said about the movie knocked up was right. She said the women were portrayed as shrews mm-hmm. and the men got to be these lovable goofballs. Mm-hmm. That is a spot on, uh, critique of that movie. And I don't think it like crosses a line. Like maybe she shouldn't have said it. But I think she was right. And mm-hmm. she was, what her point was in that moment was that these movies let men be the, which we've talked about on the show, weirdos. the men get to be the funny, lovable goofballs mm-hmm. and the women have to be the ones who are like in charge of everything. And like the stern, not fun characters. Mm-hmm. And so she was right about the that. Heavy. And then she had also said some things about Grey's Anatomy, which of course, I don't think you should ever go against Queen Icon Legend Shonda Rhymes. Mm-hmm. But some of the things she said there were kind of right, too. Like, there was one point where she was having ghost sex on that show. Yeah. And then she, like, did surgery on a deer at one point. Like, (laughs) there was, like, crazy storylines. And then she had come out and said, like, she didn't want to submit herself for the Emmys or something. Because the writing, she didn't feel, was up to to snuff. Yeah.
0: She was kind of right. Yeah. But people gave her so much crap, you know, which is why you got to leak all this information to someone else be like hey can you say this to the media you know because she i, I agree yeah. she was so right that's why even going back and watching mrs doubtfire which is my favorite movie Your i think touchstone. there should be my touchstone i think there should be a posthumous oscar for robin williams sure um but now watching it as an adult because watching sally field's character as a child i was like oh yeah what a buzzkill you know now i watch it i'm like no he threw a party and had a petting zoo in their giant house oh yeah, yeah, Fr- yeah like yeah. and i was like she wasn't wrong but women are portrayed...
1: But women you know, are constantly always forced to be on yeah. the screen in the not-fun roles. Yes, exactly. And it must just be so fucking annoying to be an actor who's in, an actress in her 40s or 50s, mm-hmm. and it's like the only role you get is to be like the wife. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned... I don't know when we were talking about Daddy's Home too.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that movie.
1: <laughs> I just was like thinking about it because it showed up on like my Hulu. It's mm-hmm. like watch... Anyway, um, Linda Cardellini yes. who's like this great actress and she's in a new Netflix show with Christina Applegate where she really gets to act, right? Right, mm-hmm. but in those Dead movies, in those dad, whatever daddy's home movies, she just plays the wife, and she's just there, and she gets to have no fun. Mm-hmm. She just her whole job is to just score. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, like uh, nag,
0: like yeah, nag and. Like, she was concerned. She's like, oh no, Mark Wahlberg, and like just yeah.
1: And then you see someone like Catherine Heigl, who was such a big star, and she, of course, I'm not saying she was perfect, and she did maybe say things that she shouldn't have but then she was like ostracized from the industry for mm-hmm. it and it's like yeah. a man if he would have said that oh the what he what she said about knocked up mm-hmm. he'd be fine yeah men get to get say whatever the fuck they want yeah <laughs> anyway that's a wrap on the holiday <laughs>
0: podcast <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happy
0: holidays. Happy holidays. No, I'm honestly so excited for the new year.
1: Me too. I'm
0: so pumped. You know, this is my favorite
1: time of year, (gasps) it's like in between Christmas and New Year's because it's just like relaxing Mm -hmm. and it's filled with like a lot of watching TV and eating and it's great. Yeah. Do you do New Year's resolutions? No. Yeah. Not really. I mean, yeah, not really. Do you? Yeah.
0: Every year I I tell myself I'm going to watch more documentaries and I think I've seen zero documentaries this year. What an
1: interesting New Year's resolution. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think I just need to be better about what I watch, but nope. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna I do, happen.
1: <laughs> I do sort of believe in, like, the secret. Like, I think that you can... Man- I think you manifest things. Mm-hmm. Like, you-, you either write down or... Yeah. But I feel like I do that throughout the year. I don't necessarily, like, on January 1st, like, say, these are the things I'm gonna do. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if that works for me. Yeah. But I do believe in, like, thinking of it, believing it, and and then... Making it in, happen. Making it happen. Yeah. But I'm excited for 2020. Me too. 2019 was really fun for me. Like it was good for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hope 2020 is good too. Yeah. And I hope we're back in 2020 to do some episodes.
0: Yes. So some more seasonal fair. Yeah, this has been so, so this fun. This has been
1: so fun. And we were really only going to do six and then we did eight. Yeah. Because it was so fun. Because it is so fun. And then <laughs> next year. So maybe next year we do like more older movies because mm-hmm. i had so much fun like looking at christmas with the cranks and this movie do, we
0: could do santa claus yeah we can go back because we had so many suggestions too on the insta yeah of some but we covered some great ones what do tomorrow's. you watch on christmas eve do you and your family watch a no I'll,
1: we'll probably do christmas vacation we'll probably do home alone that's what uh, we do to the santa claus mm-hmm. like kind of whatever's on we'll just watch the home alone i feel like is the one i end up seeing at, like 10 times a year mm-hmm. and elf i think i would mentioned this before i I never put it on because I know it'll always be on. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen it yet this year, but I haven't either. Some- I I tend to put on the more obscure ones. Yeah, I was just watching like Looney Tunes, Bah which is <laughs> which is like Daffy Ducks. I love the Looney, T- I'm yeah. The Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, you have right swag now. on but right I, now. Yeah, uh, just watch that one, or like I'll put on a Garfield's Christmas, or like the weird ones that I have to watch in like a on a weird form. Yeah, we have them digitally, so. But they're never airing on TV. So you could find them. Um, I want to watch that Christmas Chronicles. Oh my god, it's good. I love I, that movie. I have to mention while we're on this holiday podcast that Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas this mm-hmm. year just finally went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which <laughs> is like a huge deal. Yeah. So exciting. I want to encourage everyone. I did an interview with Walter Afanasia last Christmas, and he co-wrote and co-produced All I Want for Christmas is You. And he's uh, he's also done a lot of other – he produced My Heart Will Go On for Celine Dion. Like, oh, wow! He's done a lot of wonderful music, but I've, I think it's one of the most fascinating interviews. So it's from last Christmas – Look, on the Everything Iconic feed, December 20th from 2018. Okay. It's a great interview if you want something holiday. That's so cool. Yeah, but her... You know, I worship her. She's Mm -hmm. my favorite. Yeah. And it's, first of all, her 19th Billboard Hot 100 number one, which is the more than any other solo artist in history and uh it's 25 years after the release of the song and finally went to number 1 mm-hmm. uh, it's just an amazing achievement so it's a big happy holiday when it happened i was like screaming
0: yes she's so cool yeah i love is her She is she single now
1: uh, she's with this guy Brian Tanaka who's oh. her like one of her dancers He's oh yeah jello did that guy. remember that yeah, casper yeah. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which that's is what cool. I would. I would want to have a face like never. that if I was a pop star. It's yeah. like give me one of the hot back yeah dancers. Who's in
0: the flying V? You <laughs> get over here. That's really cool. Well, right. this is so fun. Happy New Year. Happy New Year,
1: everyone. Yeah. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. Thank you all for listening. Uh please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And I'm at Jenna.brister on Insta.
1: And if you subscribe to a very merry iconic podcast on Spotify and iTunes, you'll get updates when we're back. Yeah. Um but in the meantime, I hope you'll all listen to my regular podcast called Everything Iconic. You could subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. And I do mostly like I cover a lot of Bravo shows. So I mm-hmm. do recaps of like housewives and I occasionally have celebrity guests. And Jenny, you've been on and before.
0: I have. And you're going on tour. I'm going this on tour, right? So, so everyone get
1: a ticket. Yeah,
0: check out Danny's Instax. He's going to maybe come to a city near you.
1: Yeah, you go to everythingiconic.com and click live shows at the top. Uh tickets are limited mm-hmm. right now, but there's uh tickets in uh Philly, Atlanta, Dallas, San Francisco, Chicago, and then DC is sold out. But oh, I was at your so first excited. one at the Troubadour.
0: Right in West yeah. Hollywood. That was oh the was that the first one. That yeah, was, that was so fun.
1: One. I'm so Ugh. excited. So please come it's see me riot. if you can. Yes. Um. And I love you all. Anything love else, you all.
0: That's good. Happy holidays. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Bye bye. <laughs> you